We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CVTPFL. It's Wednesday. It's August 18th. It's 2021. And we have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's say- slate. Joined today by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? It's going all right. I mean, I'm in the process of moving right now. So I'm living my biggest nightmare, but I'll be done in a few days. <laughs> moving is always the worst. Like there's, there's no nothing like no doubt about it yeah people who move just to go to a cheaper place like i don't understand it but that's because i throw away like or give away 1500 bucks worth of stuff every time i move it just like some cost like i don't feel like dealing with this and i'm just anyone who wants to take it all right 10 games i mean my slate coming back from vacation was it was something we'll just say that uh very heavy on the reds very heavy on the dodgers and uh eh, um wasn't the greatest thing but i mean that's why we move on that's why we play dfs um so 
Let's uh let's jump into this slate. We get started with the Red Sox and the Yankees. This game has a 10 total, 10 and a half in some places, and it's really close to a pick'em game. So we'll just call it a pick'em game. Pavetta, Heaney, any interest here in Nick Pavetta? I don't think so. I mean, 8.9K is too much going up against the Yankees playing over in New York. I mean, they've always just got a ton of power. One thing that he struggled with is giving up a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls to righties. Still strikes out a decent amount of guys, but even with the strikeout upside, it's really not worth it going up against this Yankees team. I mean, he could end up getting away clean with home run to fly ball, ball variants and Babbitt and end up striking out a decent amount of guys because it's not a low strikeout lineup, but I just don't think it's worth worth the uh, – worth a potential negative point outing. So I think I'm off of them. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of key pieces out here for the Yankees, obviously with Ursula Torres Rizzo out, but I think overall, this is still a good, good enough lineup um, that I just, Pavetta has a decent strikeout rate and this team strikes out a lot, but I just, I don't know if I could pull the trigger even on a 10 game slate. So uh, the other side here, we got Heaney, you know, 30% K rate this season to righties. The problem is, Grant, when you're facing the Red Sox with left-handed pitching, they just don't strike out. They have high walk rates. They have low strikeout rates. I, I think this is a bad spot for Heaney, too. Yeah, I think it's a real bad spot for him. I have no interest in it at all. I think he might draw some ownership, as he always does, pretty much every time he's on the mound. And, yes, he can get up over 100 pitches he can strike out guys from both sides of the plate but i i just don't care like i'm i'm not using him um today like it's just the red Sox are too good right now all right let's talk bats let's start with the red Sox here high total in this game uh vegas expecting a lot of runs it opened at 10 like i said and it's at 10 and a half in some places so it's moving in the direction of you know a lot of runs being scored i mean kiki renfro bogarts jd i mean this is a this is a really strong lineup yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I think the Red Sox may be my favorite stack on the entire slate. And he's been getting a little bit wild recently, which doesn't bode well for a very patient Red Sox lineup. Obviously, we know he gives up a ton of hard contact, ton of fly balls to pretty much both sides of the plate. All these guys can hit the ball hard. Like, this is just a perfect spot for them in a pretty decent ballpark. And, yeah, I mean, Renfro, absolutely fantastic play. Kike, Bogarts, Devers, J.D., Schwarber. I don't mind lefty-lefty going up against Heaney because even though he doesn't give up as many fly balls, he still doesn't strike him out at the same clip. So I'll play pretty much anyone in this entire lineup. Whoever ends up in the starting lineup, I'm going to just hammer them into my lineups. Every single Red Sox player is in play one through nine. Uh, as far as the Yankees go, Pavetta is a guy that does give up a lot of fly balls and hard contact. So, I mean, I, I think I'd target like Judge, Stanton, Gallo type hitters and just – you know, really attack like the high upside ceiling guys. Yeah, no, I think that's the right move. Like I said, Pavetta gives up a whole lot of hard contact to righties and a decent amount to lefties. Fly balls, this is the exact kind of team that can really take advantage of that. I prefer low strikeout bats, but Rizzo's not in there, so I will take my chances on Judge Gallo and Stanton. But pretty much anyone with a lot of power, I'll throw Odor in, I'll throw Voya in, I'll throw Gary Sanchez in there. Any one of those guys, even though they may strike out a few times, they still have a chance to hit the ball of the yard. All right, moving on. We got Atlanta at Miami. Morton against Lazardo. This game currently sitting at an eight total. And uh, Atlanta's a big favorite here, 195 favorite. Um, Charlie Morton, you know, 
I, I loved Inno yesterday. He didn't pitch as well as I was kind of hoping, but he pitched well enough. I, I think Charlie Martin is one of, if not the best pitcher on the slate. Like we can make the argument for Peralta and Lynn and maybe even Flaherty. I think this is a great spot for Charlie Morton going into Miami against this really bad Miami offense. Yeah, no, I've been streaming pitchers too, and I played in and out today, and it looked like he wasn't quite getting all the calls he should have. It was a little bit more wild than usual too, but still, like Morton going up against Miami, he's been fantastic, averaging around 20, 23 points, I think, over his last 9, 10 starts. Like, just been very, very solid, and he may not go over 100 pitches, but it's generally because he's still going six innings, like getting it pretty clean, and going up against Miami – team that strikes out a pretty decent clip really doesn't work the count at all not really any great bats you really have to worry about outside of Aguilar like I really like this spot for him I really like him and I don't know if he's going to draw enough ownership I think a lot of people might go with Lynn or with Peralta or Flaherty so I plan on hammering in a lot of Morton in my lineups today yeah it's really hard not to like him in this spot gets one of the biggest ballpark upgrades going into Miami um Lizardo on the other side 6,100, he's kind of cheap here. Um, it's just not a big K guy. This offense, not as good as it was um, earlier this season, but I still think overall this is not a spot that I want to take shots on Lazardo. Yeah, it just hasn't really been great. I mean, he just got absolutely clobbered the beginning of the last game and still ended up doing all right, but not well by any means. Decent K-rate guy, but he's going up against a tough Atlanta team here. I don't think I'm going to be using him today. All right, let's talk Atlanta bats. Um, I mean, I know Solaire has not been great, but he's still been very good against lefties. Should bat towards the top of the order. Riley, Albies, Duvall. I mean, plenty of bats here to you know potentially stack Atlanta. It's just the ballpark. Yeah, the ballpark's really what gets me away. And I don't mind using Duvall or Solaire as a one-off or two guys there and maybe making it into a mini stack with Freeman or Albies or Riley or Swanson. But Duvall and Solaire are the ones that are cheap. They're both sitting at 3.8K. They both have a ton of pop. I mean, Duvall's hit home runs in this ballpark many times before, earlier this year. So I think those would be the main two guys that go with. Both have the platoon split, both underpriced, both big fly ball hitters. And Lazardo, he's a guy that, like, he can strike out some guys. But righties, he's giving up a 47% hard contact rate and a 45% fly ball rate, even though the ballpark is going to mess with that. The righties definitely can take it out of the ballpark here, but the price tags are just a little bit too high for me for a few of these guys considering the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, the ballpark scares me, but I still think the power is, is worth looking at. As far as Miami goes, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in Miami. It's the same thing I said yesterday. Jesus Aguilar is really the only power bat in this lineup, and, I mean, I'm not playing him. Yeah, no, I'm just kind of bad on everyone, although I don't mind that price tag as a one-off. All right, we got Baltimore going into Tampa here. Game's currently at an eight total. Tampa's a massive 335 favorite um, in this one. Watkins is going to open or start for Baltimore. I mean, don't expect him to go too deep in this game, maybe 90. And then Head's going to open for Tampa. And then Yarbrough, who is coming back from COVID, is going to pitch in long relief. Do you have any interest in either one of these pitchers or any no. of these three pitchers? Yeah. No. I mean, yeah, I, I just – no. 
Yarbrough, every time he's worked as like a long relief for this season, he's I think he's been under like 80 pitches. So when he's not yeah, starting, he's gotten destroyed by Baltimore the last two times out. Yeah, when he's not starting, I just don't have any interest in him. So, um, all right, let's talk bats here. Any interest in the Baltimore bats? Not really. Like, even though Yarbrough has been hit up pretty decently by them in the last few outings, they're not playing over in Baltimore. So it's definitely a downgrade. The price tags on these guys are fine they're pretty much where they've been at all season long um i just don't know if i really have any interest in anyone i mean maybe hayes is a one-off all the platoon split one's head gets out of the game and he's only sitting at 2.8k has pretty solid numbers going up against lefties so he'd be the one bad i would really think about over on baltimore yeah i mean mancini is banged up he might not even be in the lineup and like he'd probably be my favorite um but yeah i don't mind hayes like you said does have the platoon um and he's he's like 2.8k on the tampa side of things i mean when we're looking at Watkins' numbers on the season he's been really bad against righties um i know they're gonna throw a lot of lefties at him here but i mean these righties might be even sneaky in this spot yeah i mean who knows how late he'll end up going to the game but he's just bad overall like his numbers against lefties haven't been terrible. That's mostly because he's not giving up a lot of fly balls and he's kind of gotten lucky. Um, really, he's worse than the actual numbers he's given up to lefties. Like he's saying at 302 Woba and a 125 ISO. That really doesn't match the rest of his numbers, his hard contact rate, his line drive rate, K rate, walk rate. So I don't mind targeting either, but I think the clear and obvious play is going to be Nelson Cruz at 5.3K. Dude just mashes and going up against Watkins. It's bad versus righties. But I don't mind throwing Franco in there. I don't mind throwing Meadows in there, Lau. Um, it's just, like, they have a 5.9 total. The Baltimore bullpen is not good behind him. Watkins is not good. It's just going to be bad pitching all around. So I'm fully in for a Tampa Bay stack, but my favorite bat is going to be Nelly. All right, moving on. We got the Angels and the Tigers in this one. This game currently sitting at an eight and a half total. Um, Angel Angels a one forty favorite. Otani and Scoble. Um, any interest here in Otani? Yeah, yeah, I think you have to consider him at eight point six k. I mean, you know, he always has that strikeout upside. Like this is a high strikeout team. It's currently, the projected lineup sitting at twenty five percent. So a pretty solid overall spot. He strikes out righties more than lefties, and we'll wait and see what the lineup is. But they should have about five righties in the lineup. Who knows what they'll end up throwing out there. But Otani just obviously gives you a bit of upside. He's a little bit cheaper than the other guys. There's not really a ton of great pitchers on the slate. And I think Otani's one of the five or six pitchers that I would consider using. Yeah. Um, I think the upside is really high with the bottom of this order. You got Nunez, um, Castro Reyes. These guys strike out such high clips. Um, so, I think this is a great spot for Otani, ceiling-wise. Um, Scoble on the other side, I mean, going to face a lot of righties. Concerning enough pitch count, pitch innings concerning. I mean, the price is nice at 7400 but what do we – do we take shots on him here? I mean, I kind of want to. I mean, yeah, always worried about how late he's going to go into the game, but he's gotten over five innings in each of the last five outings. The strikeout rate has been down recently, and maybe, like, I, I can't seem to figure out why. He went on that tear where he was just striking out everyone, had a huge swing, swinging strike rate, 
And then over the last five games, he's only had over four strikeouts one time. Big thing we worry about with Scooball is going to be home runs. And obviously Otani, a bit of a worry, but that's a lefty-lefty spot there. He's given up a ton of barrels to righties. And looking at the rest of the lineup, I mean, Upton, who else is going to hit the ball at the ballpark? Maybe Mayfield. Like, there's just not a ton of power in this lineup, which is the biggest concern for Scooball. So I think – I don't know if I'll end up with him, but it, he's definitely on the edge of being a decent play on this slate. Yeah, he's, he's so close. Um, I mean, the fact that you can't play, like, Otani as a hitter here, I mean, maybe you take one-off shots on, like, Justin Upton, but overall, I mean, this lineup – they don't walk a lot. They don't strike out a lot. They're going to make a lot of contact, but they don't have a ton of power. Um, so, I mean, Justin Upton is a one-off, but I just don't – maybe Stassi. Maybe maybe I should be looking at Stassi too. Yeah, yeah Stassi's in the lineup there. I don't hate it, but really it's just Upton for me. Like, this is not a stackable spot. And I generally like to target righties who can hit the ball at the ballpark. Again, the only two guys that can do that are probably Stassi and Upton. Yep. And I mean, on the Detroit side of things, I got nothing. Yeah, I'm just out on them. I got nothing. We're moving on. We got the Brewers and the Cardinals, seven total. Brewers, a slight favorite here, very slight. It's Peralta, it's Flaherty. Uh, let's talk Peralta first. What are your thoughts here on Peralta? I mean, always in play for tournaments, one of the better spend ups on the entire slate, potentially the raw, best raw points option. Strikes out 35% of hitters. Like, this isn't a terribly high strikeout lineup, but it doesn't really matter with Peralta. He can go out and just hammer any lineup. And this, I mean, the biggest problem with him is walks. And this really isn't a terribly patient lineup here. I mean, there's not a single guy over a 10% walk rate. And they have an average 7.5% walk rate here. So I'm really not worried about that. And the strikeout upside is definitely there in any matchup with him. So he's, He's right up there with Morton and Lynn, and I'd probably put him right after Morton above Lynn. Yeah, I mean, I, I worry a little bit. Burns, I think, what, he only had like three strikeouts or something like that, um, and he's a big-time strikeout guy. The lineup, like you said, they don't strike out a ton, and like you're, you're, you're really needing stealing from Peralta. I mean, I played Burns. I'll probably play Peralta. I think the matchup overall is solid. This dude has a 40% K rate against righties this season. There's a lot of righties in this lineup. Uh, Flaherty on the other side. I mean, this is another good strikeout guy against a lineup that is very hit or miss. Um, he's 9.1K, I think, in tournaments. You have to look at him, too. Yeah, I expect a lot more ownership to go over towards Peralta and Morton. Um, not really a ton in his price range that really stand out outside of those guys and maybe Otani. I think people will just try and pay up for Morton or go to Otani. Well, I don't prefer him on raw points. I do expect him to have less ownership. I mean, this is kind of an average strikeout lineup, average walk lineup. He hasn't been fantastic this season, but it's a decent ballpark. So I still think I prefer Morton and Otani, but if they're going to be very highly owned, which is a distinct possibility in the slate, and I think the pivot over to Flaherty is a great idea. It got up to 81 pitches in his last outing. And so I'm not going to be surprised if they let him get up to 90, 95 here. Yeah. Um, just overall, I think both the pitchers have upside and ceiling. And like, I don't love either of the lineups. Yeah. I'm out on all bats in this game. Yeah. 
All right, moving on. Seattle at Texas. We'll like some bats in this one, probably. Uh, nine total. Seattle's a 170 favorite here. We got Gonzalez against Fulton Um, Any interest here in Marco Gonzalez? I, I think so. It's Is really that... hard not to like have interest against Texas right now. Yeah, I mean, Gonzalez just hasn't been great this season, and the 7.6K price tag is not justified with his numbers, but he'll go over a hundred pitches. Like Texas is terrible. He just shut, or I think gave up one run to this team Had a two hitter in the last outing. Like he's faced Texas twice in the last two weeks and 16 and 41 points. Like I really just don't care how mediocre he is. I am going to use quite a bit of him, I think, on this slate. Like, he's my clear top mid-range option on the slate, which is what he was last time and worked out great. And this line is just so bad, I I just really don't care. Yeah, I mean, look at the lineup. It's just – it is bad. A um, lot of strikeouts in the middle of this lineup. I I think he's okay. I really, I mean, I think you could play really anybody against Texas at this point. Fulton Nevich on the other side. I mean, Fulty, we think back a few years and like he had some really good strikeout stuff and it's just, it's gone. 16% K rate on the season. I think Seattle's good enough that I don't want to play Fulton Nevich here. Not saying Seattle's good. I think they're good enough. Yeah, I'm out on Fulty. I just, he's not great saying over a 5X fit under a 17% K rate. Gives up a lot of power. Like, I just know. All right. Uh, Seattle Bats. I mean, Hanniger, Seeger, if you want to do a three-man, you can throw in, like, Toro or France there. Oh, I'll full stack them. I will absolutely full stack them. I mean, so Fulty is not great, um, but what he does give up is a lot of power. I mean, Fraley's hit the ball fairly well this season, has come back down a little earth after – just absolutely mashing at the beginning, but Kellenic, he can hit the ball hard. I know he hasn't paid off terribly. Toro's been pretty good since coming over here. France, I really like in this spot. Um, but even Crawford's not horrible. I mean, Fulty's just bad, and he doesn't strike guys out. The ball's going to be put in play quite a bit. I really like Seattle as a stack today. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't talk you off of it, that's for sure. Um, any interest in the Texas bats here? No, like... If you want to do a vomit stack, that's fine. Like, they're cheap. If you want a double-barrel pitcher, like, just throw a few of them in there. Like, Adoles Garcia is probably the one guy that actually stands out as a decent play, saying at 3.4K. But, like, you can throw Peters in there. It's super cheap. You can throw Banyas in there. It's super cheap. You can throw Lau in there. Pretty cheap. Or Lowe in there, I mean. Pretty cheap. Like, it's not the worst idea in the world just because Marco Gonzalez is probably going to be pretty chalky. And you get some leverage off of the that ownership yeah i think garcia and peters make a ton of sense peters at 2.2k opens up so much um and garcia is cheap as well so definitely don't mind taking shots on either one of those guys all right we got we got oakland at chicago taking on the white Sox here cole irvin lance lynn um Game's currently at a nine total, and the White Sox are a 190 favorite here. Uh, any interest in Cole Irvin? Not really. Blow strikeout guy. White Sox are good. 
that's pretty much all you need now. Yeah, I mean, I was um, super high on Oakland in general to beat Chicago yesterday, and I mean, Bassett, I hope he's okay. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Cole Irvin, low strikeout guy. Price tag at 8.4K, really not a guy that I want to play here. Lance Lynn on the other side of this game. I worry about the low strikeout rates for Oakland and Lance Lynn being 10K. I mean, what are your thoughts on him here? I mean, I don't think he – I again, I prefer Morton and I prefer Peralta. If the ownership is going to be drastically different, I don't mind going with Lynn. I mean, he'll go up over 100 pitches. Guy's got a solid K rate. Like, this is a tough lineup here, which is really what worries me. But if the ownership disparity is going to be pretty drastic between him, Peralta, and Morton, then I think there is, in GPPs, pretty good pretty good reason to switch over to Lynn. I mean, they have a 3.8 implied team total. That's pretty much the same as the Cardinals and a bit more than Miami. And I guess he doesn't have the same K rate as Peralta, but he's not nearly as wild. He can absolutely outscore Peralta in this spot. So I don't hate it if as a tournament pivot, if he is going to be very low owned. All right. Um, any Oakland bats that you like here? Not really. Lynn's just solid. I mean, Matt Olson is a one-off, but that price tag makes it a little bit tough. Lynn struggled a little bit more versus lefties than righties, but it's not bad to either side of the plate. Yeah, Olsen's just so expensive. Um, on the White Sox side of things, they're, they're a stack that I definitely don't mind here. Cole Irvin, not a big strikeout guy, gives up a lot of hard contact, plenty of power in this lineup, especially on the right side. Um, I, I think this is a team we can look at stacking. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I definitely target the righties, even though they are expensive. Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Eloy, all very solid plays here. And if you want to make the stack a full stack and you want to go a little bit cheaper, going to the bottom of the lineup, it's not the worst idea in the world. But, yeah, Irvin's just, like, I don't know why he's 8.4K. Like, he's really not great, and he's due for some negative regression. All right, Houston at Kansas City. Nine total in this game, already up to nine and a half in a lot of books. Um, one seventy favorite for Houston. Granky and Singer. Any interest here in Zach Granky? No, I'm. I i do not know if I played him all season. I don't know if I'm going to start here. Yes, he just had a solid out and going up against the Angels, but overall, just been mediocre. Eight point one k. It's not a terrible price tag for him, but it's not great. This is a high strikeout lineup, but he's not really a high strikeout pitcher anymore. So I think I'm out on Granky. I think he's finally at that price that if you want to play him, you can. He's not like that 95 to 10K price range. I think if you want to play him at 8,100, you can. I'm not saying that I love it, but I think this is the price tag that if you wanted to play Granky, I don't hate the idea of like taking shots on him, especially like against Kansas City. This lineup, very bad. Up top to bottom, really bad. Perez, Merrifield, Santana, decent hitters, but. I mean, Whit Merrifield has a under 100 ISO against right-handed pitching this season. So I definitely could see the the point. And then Singer on the other side, I mean, Houston's dealing with a lot of injuries right now with Tucker out, Bregman out, Alvarez banged up. Uh, but I still don't see myself using Singer here. Yeah, no, just 
I mean, below average pitcher with slightly above average strikeout stuff. This is still, even without those guys, a pretty low strikeout lineup sitting around 21%, the projected one. I mean, the bottom of the lineup has some strikeouts, but that's pretty much it. So I'm not going to be using Samaria. All right, so let's talk bats. Um, let's stand it out here for you, Houston. Um, Alvarez was sickness, so it's not like he's hurt. We'll just have to see if he's in the lineup or not. Yeah, if he's in the lineup, I definitely like him. I'd probably be targeting the fly ball guys. So him, Correa, Altuve. I mean, I never mind playing Brantley. Um, he's only 3.9K, as always. Outside of that, I mean, there's not a ton to love here. You don't get a huge amount of upside, but if you want to throw any of the guys in at the bottom of the lineup for a cheap stack or a round, wraparound stack, it's not the worst idea in the world, but definitely prefer the one through four hitters here. Uh, the Kansas City side, I mean, I'm not paying 5100 for Perez. Yeah, so, I mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean Grinky is giving up solid hard contact decent power to righties. So, I mean, Dozier, like the problem is this is just a bad lineup. So, and he doesn't give up a ton of power to lefties. So I'm not probably playing O'Hearn. I'm not, probably not playing Ben attendee and not paying up for Witt or Perez, like probably not playing Santana, although I don't hate it at 3.3 K, but yeah, this is just not a great lineup right now. So yeah, I could see, I could see, why the price tag makes you think Grinky's in play. All right. We got Philly at Arizona, eight and a half total. Philadelphia is a 125 favorite. Uh, Suarez against Bumgarner. Any interest here in Ranger Suarez? He's cheap. Arizona's not really great. Like, I know some of the guys have had decent numbers versus lefties so far this season, but overall, just not a very good lineup. Suarez is above average strikeout pitcher, gets a decent amount of ground balls, got up to 82 pitches in his last outing. So, yeah, I think you kind of have to consider him on this slate if you're going to be paying down at pitching, which if you want to pay up for some bats, definitely need to do. So, yeah, I've got some interest in Suarez. Yeah, I want to dig into his numbers a little bit more um, in that Dodgers start because his strikeout numbers are decent because he's usually a guy that throws like an inning. And the fact that they're trying to stretch him out a little bit and giving him a leash, um, I mean, I, I want to look into his numbers a little bit, but, I mean, it's not like the Arizona lineup is, is is a great lineup, but, I mean, they have enough good right-handed bats with, like, Kelly and Marte and Ahmed, Cabrera, um, that I definitely want to look into this spot more. But, I mean, like you said, he's 5,700. If you're trying to stack a top-end team or something, you know, he's certainly someone you're going to be potentially looking at here. Um, any interest here in Madison Bumgarner on the other side? No, no, I just, I, again, another guy I haven't played all season because he's always just a little bit too expensive for how mediocre that he is. And sitting around a 20% K rate near five X FIP, like the lefties in this lineup really aren't huge or really aren't bad bats, which is the only thing he's kind of decent at or against now. So no, no interest in Bumgarner. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at his stats over the last 30 days, his fantasy numbers haven't been bad, but the XFIP and Sierra tell us differently. Um, the strikeout rate is even lower. So I think he's been running a little pure here recently. I think this is a bad spot for him. 
Um, I actually really like Philly in this game. I, I hope Philly goes kind of overlooked here. I know Hoskins on the IL, but I mean, real Muto, Harper, even in a lefty lefty. I love McCutcheon under 4K here. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Philly? Yeah, McCutcheon is a great play at under 4K. I mean, he's sitting at 363 ISO, 450 Woba. Like, he's a fantastic play here. Harper, I'll play in any matchup, really. So he's definitely in play. And Segura and Ram Muto both have some pop. Both got the platoon split. Bumgarner gives up a 40% hard contact rate and 45% fly ball rate to righties. So I have no problem with any of them. And even Bomb at 4.1K. I, yeah. I, I'm kind of with you on the stack. I think they will get overlooked because they still have an under five implied total on a slate where we have about six different teams with over a five implied total. So, yeah, I think this is going to be one of the sneakier stacks on the slate. Um, any interest in the Arizona bets? Marte. That's really probably it. He's not priced bad as like if you're wanting to play him as a one-off either. Yeah, no, he's a solid price tag for a one-off. All right, we finish it out with Pittsburgh-Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. JT Brubaker against Mitch White. This game at an 8.5 total, and the Dodgers are a minus 300 favorite. Um, no respect for JT Brubaker whatsoever. Um, any interest in JT Brubaker? No, I don't play pitchers against the Dodgers. And then uh, Mitch White on the other side of this game, 6K going up against this weak offense. I don't expect him to throw over like 70 pitches. So, I mean, I I don't think you can play him on this slate. Yeah, I found I just won 800 bucks on Major League Soccer that I don't know anything about. Thank you, Odds Boost. Um, yeah, Mitch White's not going to go late enough into the game. Maybe a solid overall pitcher. Not a horrible price tag, but I just don't think he's going to go late enough into the game. I mean, you can easily play anybody against Pittsburgh, but I don't think this is the spot. Uh, do you have any interest in the Pittsburgh bats? No, I mean, it's going to be Mitch White for a few innings and then decent bullpen behind him, so no. Reynolds is 3.5K. I don't mind him, but outside of that, I'm going to pass. Uh, the Dodgers, they did not get the job done on Tuesday. I'm going back to the well here and um, hoping they can bounce back uh, and be that late-night hammer that I wanted on Monday. There's still a chance there's they got four runs now. You say no. I know, um, but it was like Beatty or somebody. Somebody I didn't play. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't count. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'll play I'll play some Dodgers. I mean, Brubaker is giving up a lot of hard contact both sides of the plate. You can absolutely get the ball taken out of the ballpark, and this lineup's just absolutely stacked. Uh, we'll see who's in it tomorrow. I know some guys got the day off today, but like I'll like almost every single day stack up the Dodgers there. And a lot of people don't end up playing them because lineup obviously comes out late and you have to do some changes. But if you stack them up with any of the other later games, it's really not hard to do. All right. We're going to play the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Marco Gonzalez. All right. I don't think any of these guys get there. <laughs> um, I, I mean, give me Tariq Scoble, I guess. Over 8K to go under 15. Who's your bust today? Pavetta. I'm going to go Cole Irvin. Yeah. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got? 
Uh, Nelson Cruz. I like that one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kyle Seeger. I like that one. Under 4K to get two hits. JP Crawford. I like it. McCutcheon was under 4K, wasn't he? Yep, 3.8. There you go. I like McCutcheon a lot. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Go the Mariners. All right, Seattle. I like it against Fulton Nevich. I don't know how I'm going to build this stack yet, but I really like Tampa. I'm going to have to wait and see what the lineup looks like, but I think this is a really good spot for Tampa. So I'm going to go yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Watkins is terrible. All right, Grant. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I need to go to bed and, and just dream of my beautiful soccer winnings. Coming from the dude that's on the on the west side of the United States and it's not even late yet. I'm going to go to bed too because it's almost 1 a.m. So I'm going to get some rest. I uh, hope everyone has an awesome Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids. <laughs>